Good to see everybody this morning. Glad you're with us. Glad you're here. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to the Rock Church. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor here at the Rock Church Point Loma, but uh, I'm also the uh, campus director and I oversee all of our locations around San Diego. And we got one in Oahu. And here's what I know today. Um, at all of our locations, God is on the move. God's going to do something today in your life. Wherever the name of Jesus is being preached at the Rock Church, God's going to do something. So you came in a great day. You came in a great time. You came in a perfect uh, um, season because I know that everybody came today uh, when, you, when you had a reason not to come to church. Can I get an amen? Yeah, we all got stuff. We all got stuff going on. We got family stuff. We got, we got drama. We got issues. Um, uh, maybe you lost your voice from, from the SDSU game last night. Come on, somebody. Shoot, real, real quick. Hey, shout out to the men's uh, Aztec basketball team. God bless you guys. We love you. Congratulations. I, did, I just did a little splash at SDSU. Just a splash of black and red today. But my wife and I both are alumni, uh, and, and that's our alma mater, San Diego State. And so, uh, God bless you. We're praying for you. And our prayer is that what you did yesterday, you would be able to do tomorrow. Not, not that God's in the who wins and loses game, but that you'd be able to play with excellence. You'd, you'd play with integrity. You'd play with, with great spirits. And you'd be able to play with health and to your best of, of your ability. So can we just give them a hand if they're watching us? A couple guys that are on the team go to our church. And so shout out to Nathan Mensa and Matthew Bradley that attend our City Heights campus. God bless you guys. What a game. Can't wait. Come on, Aztec pride. There are so many reasons why you, you could have not shown up to church today. Padre game, you got life stuff going on. Maybe you got uh, pain in, in your family. Someone hurt you. Someone disappointed you. Someone maybe betrayed you. Maybe just looking at the landscape of the world and the economy is, is overwhelming and sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. And so the fact that you made it today, you just need to know that God sees you, God loves you, God's blessed that you came today. He wants to make you more and more like his son Jesus. He wants to change your life and he wants to change the lives of the people that you love. That's why you came today. So be encouraged. And here's what we know. I'm really glad it's Holy Week. It's Passion Week. Today's Palm Sunday. We're one week away from Easter. And so we want to help you minister. As you're going to get invested into today, and I'm going to do my very best to invest in you and pour out God's love and grace upon you, we want to challenge you to do the same thing. And so we made this cool little, little video. If you can text the word invite, in fact, you can get your phone out if you want, and text the word invite to 52525, and we have this really cool illustration for you. You can uh, text that word. You're going to get this link, this video that we created. It's going to highlight um, what the Easter weekend looks like. It's a little creative invitation that you can just drop in your text, send it to your friends, send it to your family, send it to your neighbor, send it to the person that maybe you don't like, Amen. but you've got to love in Christ. You don't like them in Travis, but you love them in Christ. Amen. Send it to that person, and just don't say anything. Just, just drop it. Just drop it and see what happens. But that's that's Easter, and man, we, we need to get everyone that we can to God's presence this Easter because there's so much going on, and we are been in this, not a series, but a season of messaging called A Firm Foundation, and uh, we've started these last couple of weeks talking about the gospel, building our life on the gospel, and in week one, Pastor Miles did a message called God in the Mirror, and he he taught us that we are a reflection of God. We're made in his image. We're to reflect him. And we're also designed to have a relationship with him. But then in week two, uh-oh, he did a message called a deal with the devil. And so we were made for relationship with God in the garden. But in the garden later on, Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan, the devil. They, they, they sinned. And from that moment on, it changed all of eternity. 
Sin enters the world at that moment. And ever since that moment, we've been living in a fallen, broken, dark world. You probably noticed what's happening this week. The devastation in, in, in Nashville and Covenant Christian Elementary School, and we're, we're praying for the families that have been impacted. Devastated. Just a couple days ago, I think it was Thursday or Friday, there was a, a, a devastating tornado that went through Little Rock, Arkansas. And so we're sending our, our thoughts and prayers with you. We have uh, family and church friends and partners out there. And so we're with you. There's just so much going on. We're living in a broken, fallen world. And we've been trying to make amends with this separation. Because when sin hits, automatically there's separation from God. I know I'm getting a little heavy, but it's going to get better. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get you up to speed where we've been. Why is the gospel so good? Because this is what happened. We're made for this relationship. Sin happens. We're now separated from God. And we've been trying to get back to him with religion. Good deeds, good church attendance. Come on, I'm right with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's here on time for announcements. The hand for every song was like this. It started like this and it just got better and better. We've been trying to do good deeds and good behaviors. We make lists of do's and don'ts. And religion is not bad, but it, but it doesn't, doesn't complete the process. Only Jesus can do that. That's why the gospel is so powerful. And ultimately, we need to realize that we're not good. The world's bad, and so are we. That's why we need the gospel. So I want to show this to you. Let's pull up the gospel. This is what the gospel is. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. I'm so glad he did. And then he lived the life that we should have lived, and he died the death that we were supposed to die. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he was the son of God and offering the gift of salvation to anyone who repents and believes in him. Forgives of sin, to anyone who repents and believes in him. That's the gospel, it's so good. We gotta get it. That, 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 we, we have to get that. We have to get the gospel. We gotta get it. That's the good news for a bad world. I'm gonna read a verse and we're gonna pray. Here's what Romans says, Romans 5, verse 18. Romans 5, 18 says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Praise him. Because one person disobeyed God, that was Adam, or was Eve, depending on who's in the conversation. But because of that, many became sinners. But because one other person, that's Jesus, obeyed God, many will be made righteous. That's the gospel. That's where we're at. Praise God for that. His faithfulness. And so the title of my message today is He Lived That Life. He lived that life. When we couldn't do it, He did it. When we messed it up, He brought it back together. Would you pray with me? And then we're going to jump in to God's word together. Let's bow our heads, all of our locations, wherever you're watching from. Would you bow your heads? Jesus, thank you that we can be here today. We can be surrounded by your presence in the middle of your presence. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for this time now. Holy Spirit, would you speak through me? And would you pour out your love and grace and favor to your church? And I ask that many who maybe don't understand what the gospel is today would just get it and they would know it and they would be drawn to you and choose a relationship with you. Not because of what they've done, but because of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Let's just give God praise one more time. Come on, because he's faithful and he's good. Thank you, Doug. So we, uh, we, we have this thing called life class. Anybody been to life class before? Come on, make a little noise for life class. Come on, a little noise for life class. Shout! 
Okay, if you haven't been, it's today, just, just so you know. It's at 11 o'clock and we're doing it once a month and it's one of the ways that we help you uh, find out what we believe as a church and how you can join a team and how you can get into a group. Life class is probably, for a lot of people, that next step for you in your relationship with Jesus. Well, <clears throat> we used to make these t-shirts when people would go through life class and they'd graduate that said, living the life. Anybody got one of those shirts? Okay, you got a lot, lot. come on now, come on. Good, 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 you got that living the life. That's a throwback, that's how you know you're a little bit old, a little bit old. It's a throwback, because we don't, we don't make those anymore, we got something new, and so you can go back to life class again today. And I tell you, it starts at 11, okay, it's at 11 o'clock, you can get that new shirt. But they used to say, living the life. It didn't have any other Rock Church branding or logo on it, and, and what happens is when we give shirts to people, sometimes, not all the time, and you wouldn't do this, they end up at the thrift store. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> Just trying to bless people with shirts. They end up at the thrift store. And every now and then we'll find non-church folks, I'll just say that, non-rock people, just, just random folks in the community repping, living the life. And so a couple years ago, someone pulled up a picture and said, hey, aren't these your guys' shirts, the ones that say living the life? And I said, yeah, we made those shirts. He goes, hey, I want you to see this picture of this young lady. I want you to check it out. She's rocking the living the life shirt and she was rocking it, but it was a picture of her and her girls. And it was cool, it wasn't terrible, but you know, she was there with a little drink in the hand. <laughs> Looking kind of turnt, hair blown out. Living that life. Hey. <laughs> That's a fail. <laughs> we now brand all of our t shirts in Jesus' name. Come on. She wasn't a fail, but that whole image, that, that, that wasn't the type of life that we were talking about. But it, that story sets up the message today because what you and I fail to do, God does perfectly through Jesus. When we fail, when we mess it up, when we start moving a certain way, all just to fall and fail and mess it up and not come through on what God gave us, this image, this authority, this power, this, this faithful life to live. When you and I fail, God comes through perfectly in Jesus Christ. We fail, he's faithful, we struggle, he's steadfast. When we mess things up, Jesus makes all things work together for good. I want you to go to Luke chapter 19. If you've got your Bible with you, go to Luke chapter 19. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's the third book in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I'm going to be in Luke 19. I'm going to read about 10 verses, starting in verse 28. Luke 19, 28. And this is the, the triumphant entry because it is Palm Sunday today. So it's all set the scene for you. Jesus is riding into the city. They've heard about who he is. People are going crazy for him. Some people think he's a prophet. Some people think he's a miracle worker. Some people think he's a Messiah. Some people think he's the coming king, a political king. And he's riding in, and this is how the story goes. In Luke 19, verses 28 to 37. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going in or up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples saying, go into the village in front of you. Where on entering, you will find a colt tied and on which no one has ever yet sat before. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. That's my colt. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. 
Verse 33, and as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt. They sat Jesus on it and as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began rejoicing and praised God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. They start losing their mind. They're, they're praising Jesus. All the people are, are looking at him. Why are they praising him? For all the things they've seen him do. They're praising him for the way that he's been living his life. And they're, they're, they're breaking out jackets. You know, look at the, Jesus coming. Get your jacket out. Put it on the ground. They put it on the ground. They're busting out palm branches. That's what we call it Palm Sunday. They would get palm branches and they would wave them and they'd say, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save us now. And, and palm branches were reserved, or it was like a, a, a nod to a, to a king riding in from a great victorious battle. So here comes Jesus. And kings would come in on an on a all-white horse, but Jesus comes in on a colt, a donkey. And they're waving the, these palm branches at him. They're yelling, come on, Jesus, Jesus. They're so excited. And some of them think that he's going to overthrow Rome. And so you got a few in the back talking about, I believe that we will win. I believe that we, you know what I mean? They're excited. That's my guy, Jesus, my guy. Come, Jesus, Jesus, who's the man? Jesus. They're in the back just shouting them down. So excited to see Jesus. Some said he was a prophet. He did miracles. I mean, he, he, he lived a life no one had ever seen before. Faithful, with authority, with power, love and sacrifice, all the things that we were supposed to live out but never could. But what you and I fail to do, God then does perfectly through Jesus. And so I want to give you today four things. It's a little bit different. It's going to feel a little teachy, but I think it's good. I think it's helpful for where we're going this weekend and get you ready. So I want to give you four things that God does through Jesus. Four things that God does through Jesus that, that we, we drop the ball. Unlike us, Jesus does these things. Four things. And if you're a note taker, I want you to write this down. Number one, unlike us, Jesus lived a life of holiness without sin. Unlike us, Jesus lives a life of holiness without sin. In Hebrews 4 verse 15, it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he what? Did not sin. He, he, was, he, he was like us in that he was fully God, but he was fully man. So he, he, he was still God, but he became what he was not, a man. He wasn't 50% God and 50% human. No, he was fully God and fully human. He was tempted in every way, tempted like us, but unlike us, didn't sin. He was holy. That word holy means set apart. That's what that word means, holy. And, and he lived this set apart life, his whole life without sin. Um, th this past week was my birthday. Pastor Miles' birthday was on Thursday. My birthday was on Monday. And so last week, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, my, my team got me the, these pandas right here, these Nike Dunks. Let's go, let's go. And I've been wanting them, and so they got them for me. And uh, so I just, you know, they were nice and clean in the box. And uh, so they gave them to me on Sunday, last week, one week ago. On Monday, I come into the office, and, and one, of the, one of the people on my staff, she, her name's Diane, she goes, she goes, Pastor, where, where are the shoes? I want to see them. I said, Diane, listen, I got I to gotta save these. I can't just be. <laughs> these are still in the box. 
this is, it's Monday. It's just you and me here right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> like I respect you and love you, but I'm just saying, I got I to gotta set these aside. <laughs> and so all week, I, I've, been, I've been keeping them in the box. And you know what I did this morning? Because I, I didn't want to lie to you in my, for my illustration. I, I tried my best to set them apart. Uh, for today. And so this morning I walked in with my slippers chilling. I'm not trying to be bougie, but I walked in with slippers because I didn't want to lie. And I tried to keep them set apart. So I, j- I just put these on. I j- you know what I mean? Just, just, just that, like, it, it, like if someone falls and we need to run, I'm not going to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, get them, help them out. I'm over here jumping, just like, I'm going to get there. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> wish I could help you. I'm sending help. I've been saving them. But now that I have them on, they're, they're a little bit creased. They got a little bit of the, whatever was on the floor here. They're, they're scuffed and they're, and they're, they're blemished. And, 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 and here's what I know. God tells us to pursue a life of holiness, so, so pursue it. And the scriptures say, be holy as I, the Lord, am holy. But every time we lie... Every time we steal, every time we cheat, every time we, we stumble, every time you feel like, ah, I, I deserve this, I, and pride r- r- rises up, you've been scuffed and now you're blemished. Even though I, I try to live a holy life, when that stuff comes out, and we do, and I do, and you do, I'm scuffed, I'm blemished. I'm, I'm trying to pursue holiness, but I can't do it perfectly. And, and, and because Jesus came and he lived a perfect life, we're supposed to live. Anytime that the devil tries to come to you and remind you of who you were or the thing you've done or, the, or, the, or to shame you or to condemn you or to whisper in your ear, yeah, you're here today, you made it, trying to be holy. But they don't know about that relationship you just got out of, how toxic that was, how, how, how brutal that was, how terrible you were to her. And the devil starts to whisper in your ear all these things, but because of Jesus, not because of your holiness, because I'm all scuffed up. You're all scuffed up. But because Jesus lived a life that we were supposed to live, he did it perfectly without sin. You can look at the devil and say, devil, not today. Not today. Not because of who I am, not because of my resume, not because of my holiness, but because of Jesus and what he's done for me. What I couldn't do, what you and I failed to do, God does perfectly in Jesus Christ. That's number one. Unlike us, Jesus lived this Life of holiness without sin. Here's the second thing that Jesus does. Unlike us, Jesus lived a life of complete obedience to God. Complete obedience to God. Hebrews 2 verse 17 says, for this reason we had to be made, he had to be made like them. That's Jesus they're talking about. Fully human in every way. In order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. He's human in every way. What makes you human? You ever think about that? What make, you got bad breath, that's what makes you human for sure. You wake up crusty in the morning, crusty and dusty. No, it's, your, it's your emotions. It, it's all of that, and so Jesus had that, but it's your emotions, it's your feelings, it's, it's your... It's, your, it's your, your thoughts. And you ever in your humanity had like a feeling or a thought that rose up that made you want to be disobedient and you knew you shouldn't because I want to be obedient. 
But because I live in my flesh and it's hard, I wanted to be disobedient. Uh, um, uh, Vanessa and I, we have a really unique driving relationship. You know what I mean? When we drive. It's very special. Most of the time when we're together, I'm driving. It's very rare that I'm, I'm you know, just, just like, go ahead, girl, take me around. You know what I mean? Like, we don't do that. I'm driving most of the time. And, and, but we have a very unique special relationship when we drive. It reminds me a lot of driver's training when I was in high school. Amen. amen. He's got an amen from one guy. Uh, this is, I'm not saying this is how your relationship is. With, with, you know, this is my relationship between me and Vanessa. And in driver's training, there were two wheels. Jeez. And there were two sets of brakes. You, got, you with me so far? They still do that? Okay. Two wheels, two sets of brakes. And, and, and I have to remind Vanessa, listen, when you're not here, I still arrive places safely. <laughs> She's coming next service. So I'm going to just soften it up for the next one. But I, I said, babe, you got to understand, when you're not here, I get places. Like, it's safe. I'm on time. Like, I, nothing happens. It's all, it's all good. But, but she, she, I think it's just a lot sometimes because she's grabbing stuff sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> just grabbing the handles. And when we see brake lights, it's, ooh, and she'll close her eyes. I'm like, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. I know this happens when you drive. I know it does. I know it does. <laughs> I figure out why I'm telling you this story. <laughs> I got it. I remembered. So we were, down, we were downtown weeks ago. I'm driving, you know, like this. <laughs> and we had to be somewhere on time and we were looking for parking and we passed parking on the other side of, of where we were going. Just kind of, you know, one way this way, one way this way. And we're going and we see the parking spot. And I go, I'm gonna get that spot. And she goes, no. <laughs> That's a double line. Okay, to me, I'm like, you know, like there's, there's nobody there, like, you know. And I just, I looked ahead at, at the potential traffic and the pain, you know what I mean? The pain of the extra time that it was going to take us. And I was thinking about her, getting her there on time, and, you know, just not the stress of the burden of, of making her late. And I'm thinking, you know what, I'm just going to take a, a, an, an ill-advised um, uh, U-turn. A non-recommended emergency U-turn. And so I took the U-turn and, and, and we, you know, we, we, we went to, and one of her favorite things to say, oh my goodness, is, did you even look? That's one of her favorite things. <laughs> and so I, I, I hit that, that U-turn because I'm just sitting, I'm like, ah, oh, it's too much. I can't, I can't do it. U-turn, whoop, whip, whipped it in. And she, did you even look? I didn't look, but we're, go, we're gonna get there on time right now. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get there on time. <laughs> Jesus didn't drive a car. I'm trying to segue now back to Jesus from the story. It sounded good in my notes. Jesus didn't drive a car. But I know for sure he had feelings because he had flesh and he had emotions. And he had moments where he was probably tempted to do some things that he knew were, were ill-advised. He, 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 he had sadness. He had frustration. He had pain. He had hunger, tiredness. All, but, but he was completely obedient to God. Completely. Not part-time obedience. Not sometimes obedience. Not Sunday obedience that carried over into Monday because I'm still feeling church obedience. It was full-time, complete obedience. And so he, he, I feel this way, but Jesus would say, but God, what do you want? 
What do you think? Father in heaven, I, I, I want this. Is there another way? But ultimately what, what you will, what you want. I, I'm tempted in this way in the desert by the devil, but Lord, help me in my distress. What do you desire for me? The bad news is we disobey constantly. We disobey God constantly. And God says, I, know, I want you to marry this person. Be like, yeah, but I like the guy with tattoos. I like this guy right here. I want you to do this job. Yeah, God, but this job I think is, this one makes more money. Yeah, but I got a purpose and a plan for you. Yeah, God, but this. But Jesus says, no, Lord, what, 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 what do you want? What, what do you want to do with my life? The bad news is that we constantly disobey God, but the good news is that Jesus lived the life of obedience to God. So even though your sinful disobedience disqualifies you, and my disobedience disqualifies me from relationship with God, Jesus' faithful, complete obedience qualifies you for relationship with God. I'm disqualified in my disobedience. That's why we got kicked out of the garden. That's the bad news. But we got the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ and lived the life that we were supposed to live. I'm disqualified on my own, but because of the obedience of Jesus, we are now qualified. Did you live the perfect life? No, but Jesus did. Did you obey everything God told you? No, but Jesus did, and I know Jesus. Here's the third thing, if you're writing this down. Unlike us, Jesus lived the life all about service to others. Unlike us, Jesus was all about service to others. In Matthew 20, verse 25, it says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? But to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life. Uh, two weeks ago, talking about driving, this is, I didn't plan it this way. It just happened this way. Vanessa was at a stoplight, and someone hit her on the side of the car. Okay, so she, you know, to her credit, she wasn't actually driving. I'm not trying to make her look like a bad driver, okay? I feel like I'm going down a road I didn't want to go down, you know what I mean? <laughs> she was sitting there at a light, 10 and 2, and someone hits the car. And so for the last couple of weeks, we got rental cars, and I'm calling insurance companies, and, I, I call, and, it, and it's terrible. I mean, and they're, 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 they're giving me the, the runaround, and the first guy I got a hold of, I just felt like, you know, he's in customer service. I didn't feel like he was doing a whole lot of service to the customer. I'm the customer. And he was trying to, you know when, they, when, when someone will pass you on to someone else, like I don't think I can help you, but maybe this person can. And then you get connected to them, but they didn't explain your situation, so you gotta explain the whole situation again. Are you with me so far? Okay, he, he did that like four times, and I came back to him. I'm like, brother, come on now. What, what, what are we doing? I eventually got to, to a woman named Rhonda. Shout out Rhonda. Rhonda, God bless you, Rhonda. Come on, Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda. Any Rhondas in the house this morning? Come on, Rhonda. Man. Rhonda was the bomb.com. Rhonda was like, Travis, tell me your story. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell it to you one time, Rhonda. Here's the story. Here's what happened. Here's the situation. She goes, I got you. I got you. And we were just trying to find some place that could do the work on the car. And we were just getting passed around, passed around. She goes, I'm going to call them for you. I said, Rhonda, go ahead, girl. <laughs> call them for me? And so she, she gets on the phone and she, and she, first place, hi, I'm here with Mr. and Mrs. Gibson. Mr. Gibson, okay, here we go. I, they, need, they need someone to work on their car. You can't help, that's okay. She goes, Travis, I'm gonna call again. 
We called seven places. Rhonda called seven places. I was just sitting there eating chips, just like. Go ahead, Rhonda. Just tell them what we need, Rhonda. Tell them what we need. Rhonda was made for customer service. You and I were made to serve people. But if we're honest, I feel like you and I are a lot more like that first guy, just passing people on, passing people over. I don't want to be inconvenienced. In fact, I'm, 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 I'm mostly, mostly about me and what's going on and, and how I'm looking good, how, how, am I, how am I feeling and rate my riz and all that stuff. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, like what, what, what's going on? What's going on? And, and it's no wonder that Jesus had to come. No wonder he had to come into the world because, because everything is so, so self, so, so self Focused. Jesus said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And that's why Jesus is great. Jesus is great. He's the king of kings because he served and went to the cross. He's the Lord of lords because he served us and he goes to the grave. What you and I failed to do, God does perfectly through Jesus. I want to review. Here's the first thing. Unlike us, Jesus lived a life of holiness without sin. That's the first one. Here's number two. Unlike us, Jesus lived a life of complete obedience to God. Number three, he lived a life all about service to others. And here's my last point. Number four, unlike us, Jesus lived a life of unconditional love for all people. Unconditional. Unconditional love and for all people. In Romans verse five, six through eight, it says, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for the righteous person. That's the uptight person. That's the uptight, too tight, think I'm right type of person. Very rarely will anyone die for the righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But look what it says in verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Come on, you can give him praise right there. It's very rare that, that, that someone would die for an uptight person, the righteous person, the holy person, the religious person, the I'm always right person. Every now and then someone might dare to love and, and serve someone who's, who's good. But Jesus demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, last night was the Dottie, Dottie, I said this earlier, the daddy, daughter. You blended his Dottie. Daddy, daughter, dance here for the school. And so Anaya and I came and it was, it was so cute. She got her, her outfit on and she goes, dad, don't look. I'm gonna come out and then you can turn around and look. I'm like, go ahead, girl, let's do it, let's do it. And so I was over here and, and, and then she's like, dad, I'm coming. And so I got my, my phone out and she goes, one, two, three. And I had my, my camera out and I just videoed her and she just, I said, do a spin. And she just, you know, does a spin. And, and it was just, it was awesome. And we had the best time. We went, we danced. We, we did a slow dance, we did some fast dance, we pumped it up. They did little snowball fights with, with, with like cotton balls and, and we did glitter balloons. We did not take home, we loved it there. You know what I mean? Like, loved it there. Didn't make it in the car. They had pizza for the kids and they did a little soul train line and she was leading the soul train line. The dads did a tunnel with the hands. It was incredible. And at the end of the night, we, we got back in the car because my mind's already going to Sunday. Like it's, it's already there. I'm already switched on for today. And so we get in the car and I'm, 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 trying, I'm switching on 
And she goes, Dad, I had, the, I had the best time. She goes, thank you for taking me to daddy, daughter, date night, dance. The whole thing was incredible. I had so much fun. I had more fun than I thought we'd even have. We took pictures. It was incredible. My daughter is so easy to love. My son, my wife. Here's what I know. It's easy to love the people that we love. And it's hard to love the people that we don't even like. But God calls us to it. But we do it imperfectly. It's hard to love the people that you don't even like. The, the girl at, 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 at work, you're like, Psh. you see what she wears? It's just always cheetah, 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 cheetah. <laughs> if that's your thing, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Cheetah backpack, cheetah hat, cheetah headband, cheetah glasses, cheetah shoes, just cheetah, 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 cheetah. I just can't stand her. <laughs> well, picking the guy, you're like, I don't, I don't, I, just dude, I wish he'd get a new job because he's always, he's, he's always smacking his lunch, always smacking his food, and just, ah, I wish he would just get a different job. It's hard to love the people that we don't even like. But here's the point. You and I fall short of God's glory every day. Every day we fall short of God's glory. We fail, we fall, we fail, we fall, we fail, we fall. We're supposed to be holy, but we're not. We're scuffed and blemished. We're supposed to be obedient, but at best we're part-time obedient. We're, we're, we're supposed to be about service to others, but I'm, I'm mostly wanting to know what, what you think about me. We're supposed to love unconditionally, but we just love conditionally those that we love. We fail and fall short of God's glory and standard every day. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. God became man in Jesus Christ to live the life that you and I were supposed to live. Also that he could eventually die the death that you and I were supposed to die. And then three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he was the son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who would repent and believe in him. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the story. And with this, I grew up looking at, at stars, constellations. I remember one, one, one night it was little, my mom woke me up because it was like Haley's Comet, I think it was. It was just huge across the sky. And so my mom still to this day, she'll, she'll text me, hey, the stars are out tonight, or this planet's here. This planet. And so this week, you know when it rains, the, when the rain goes away, the sky is like real clear. And so we had real clear skies this week. And there was one night where five of the planets aligned right underneath the moon. I think it was Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, Neptune, and Mars. And so we got a telescope, and, I, and I, so I do it with my kids now. And we... we we go out and we like, okay, we look at it. There we go. Ooh, there it is right there. There it is. There it is. And, and what we're trying to do is just see things from this position that look like they're too far, too big, too distant. I'll, I'll never reach them. But here's the purpose and point of the telescope. The telescope brings big things look too far to us. That's what it does. The telescope brings big things that seem too far to us. That's the gospel. 
Because religion says, if I could just reach far enough, if I could just perform enough, if I could just attend enough, if I could just stop doing enough, if I could just make my way to God, I'll get there, but we all fall short of his glory. It happened in the garden. We were made in his image, and then we lost it all. And from that moment on, we've been trying to get to him. But God says, no, I'm going to get to you. I'm going to send my son Jesus. Because what you and I failed to do over and over and over again, God did perfectly through Jesus Christ. He lived the life that we were supposed to live. He lived a life of holiness without sin. He lived a life in complete obedience to God. He lived a life of service and sacrifice to others and he lived a life of unconditional love for all people. And so if you came today feeling inadequate, you're in good company. If you came today feeling like a sinner, that's the first qualification to become a Christian and a follower of Jesus is to admit that I failed, to realize that I need the gospel. So today, believe the gospel, receive the gospel, and then go begin to live out the gospel in Jesus' name. You don't have to go live the perfect life because Jesus already did. Now you get to live the life of Jesus in and through you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you today for the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, for your scriptures. Thank you for teaching us how we can be more like you, but Lord, in our inadequacy, in, in our ways that we fail and fall and always come short, you don't. We're so grateful for the gospel. We're not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And so I pray that we would get it today. In this moment, would someone get it? Man, would they just get it? In their pain, in their frustration, in their sin, in their desperation, in whatever the enemy is trying to put on them, condemnation, I pray it would just fall off today and they would know we're not the hero of our story. Jesus is the hero. And so we make you the hero today, Lord. And so as everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you need to make Jesus the hero of the story, the hero of your life, Lord of your life, I want you to pray this in the quiet of your heart. Just say, dear God, I admit that I've fallen short. I admit that I've sinned. But I believe in the gospel that you lived the life I was supposed to live and that you died the death I should have died. And you conquered sin. And by believing in you, I'm forgiven. And I have everlasting life. I confess you today as Lord. As everybody's heads are bowed, if your, your eyes are still closed, if you came with someone, you got someone with you, I just want you to, on the count of three, raise your hand so we can pray with you and we can celebrate you. The band's gonna... Lead us here in a moment. But if you prayed that prayer to step into a relationship with Jesus, say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord. I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three, hands going up all across the room. Hands up, hands up, hands up. Good, 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 good. Awesome, awesome, good.